Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. The Statue of Liberty is the largest Christmas present ever given. This is the fact off. Deck the halls with lots of facts now. Is the season to get off now? Fa la 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 la. Dana did off. Welcome Hold to the can, can we go back? Can we? Uh, is this the season to get off? <laughs> That's how the line works. I fit in fact off into the song. Welcome to the fact off, a weekly podcast where we each bring an obscure fact, and you, the listener, can decide on who's the winner. I'm your host Alex, and it's with me is Mike. Hello. And then the other guest is with the reason why we couldn't record last week, because he had bitchitis, Pat. Wait, you call me a guest? I got demoted to guest? <laughs> yeah, if you missed a week because you didn't want to record, you get guests. I got, I was sick. I apologize. <laughs> you know, most people record through their sicknesses, I hear. Yeah, But it was like a raspy voice, and it just didn't sound good. Little you guys, do people know, when we were doing the Future Jam, there was a whole month when Mike was in a coma, <laughs> and he still recorded. That's yeah. true. You got to record, like, whether you're in a coma or not. So, yeah, always be there. Is that what all those beeps were? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good fact. Uh, what's new in the future, Mike? We'll be like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I don't know how. When he was very upset with you, it would just be like, beep. <laughs> yeah, I flatlined a couple times during a couple shows because, uh, you know, Alex's uh, opinions on technology is awful. Great. Awful. Great. No. That being said, welcome to the Fact Off. If you're new, like I said earlier, we each bring a fact, and then you listeners can decide on who wins. And the last co- week we had, Mike won. Hey, hey good Mike. job, Mike. Woo! Mike, 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 Mike. I'm, I'm the greatest there ever was. I'm the best Mike that's ever been on this show. He's not wrong. Essentially. I don't know. My mic is pretty good. <laughs> you don't... No, no, no other mics have graced the, the airwaves on this show, right? Did we not tell you our real names? So Michael, Alex, and then his real name is Michael Pat. It's true. Isn't your middle name Michael, Alex? No. Oh. You have a brother named Michael. Oh, that's right. Do you? So Yeah. Yeah. My brother, Mickey. Real name is Michael. Shout out to Mick. Mick, 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 Mick. Mick. All right. So being a winner and all, I have a victory fact this week. Oh, what's your victory Uh-oh. fact? Make it good. Okay, a 32 gig iPhone weighs point zero 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 eight grams more when its hard drive is full versus empty. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, I I didn't weigh this. I don't. I can't confirm or deny. But that's that's the fact that I found this week. Does it mean it has a soul? No. How does how do you get it having a soul? Wasn't that one movie, uh, something twenty four grams about like when you die you weigh less all of a sudden? Nobody watched that movie. Was Is that, that eight pounds? Yeah, something like that. Eight pounds. You like you lose some, and they say it's your soul leaving your body. That's odd. So like, they always say your hard drive's filling up. So I guess this is scientific. It doesn't make any sense. Then? Why would it get heavier? Yeah, that's why my pocket's always heavy. Uh, because I download so many things. Mike's pants are always falling down. <laughs> yes. He refuses to buy a belt. Yeah, I refuse to archive my files. That's interesting, though. I Not do really. find it interesting. But yeah, if you want somebody else to give a victory fact, vote at thefactoffpodcast.com and choose a different person. Uh, honestly. I will be giving a victory fact next week. 
Guaranteed. Because your fact is that good this week? That good. All right. Well, put your money where your mouth is, Alex. Oh, your are we little gambling? mouth. You're going first. Okay. Well, this week's topic was culture. Yay. <laughs> so I'm just filling the people in. So all these had something to do with culture or whatever, or opinion of what culture is. It, it better be a good fact because it sat, it cultured on the shelf for a week. I actually changed it. I was doing something else and I decided, nah, it's not that good of a fact. I found it interesting, but it wasn't that good. So, as you guys know, it's the holiday season. And whoop-de-doo. And the holiday of Christmas is right around the corner. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think Christmas? Santa Claus. No. That's not the first thing that comes to my mind? No. <laughs> it's not the first thing. You guys are wrong. The first thing that should come to your guys' mind is the candy cane, the most important part of Christmas. That's number six on my list. Yeah, what's the other five? You uh, got Santa. Mrs. Claus. Rudolph. Vixen. Comet. And Cupid. So candy canes might be for Cupid. Yep. And Mike uses mistletoe and then yep. candy canes. No, it's only mistletoe. So how did candy canes become associated with Christmas? Well, they are a sugary stick. So legend has it that the history of the candy cane goes back to 1670. Or should I say the legend? I was going to say the fact. But then the legend <laughs> goes back to 1670. I messed up my mind. what you said? <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, so a choir master at Cologne Cathedral in Germany wanted something to keep the kids quiet during Christmas Eve mass. Even back then, they knew mass was boring. <laughs> yeah. And they had nothing <laughs> the else chur- to do. <laughs> and the church hasn't learned since. Who had the, the job of cleaning off all the sticky pews, though? Ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep moving. <laughs> so, in order to keep the kids quiet, he uh, went to a local candy maker. He's like, oh, can you make a sugar stick for me? And they're like, we'll make it with a she- uh, hook, like a shepherd's crook. So, it'll be related, you know, how the shepherds supposedly visit Jesus in the manger. Mm-hmm. So, that's the legend of the candy cane. Oh, but really, it's they don't think it's true. They said candy canes probably won't invent it until... Probably like 30 or 40, 50 years after in England and France. But this is the legend. So there was no sticky pews then? No, there were still sticky pews. Yeah, they could be sticky. I assume everything before the 1800s was just sticky. (laughs) Yeah, before the invention of Clorox. Yeah, like crusty, you know. Gross. And it's dirty. Mm -hmm, Grimy. But like that still doesn't explain like how they got associated with Christmas. So Smash Cut 2... 1847. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure that's the year. It better be. An immigrant named Augustus Imgard in Worcester, Ohio, decorated his Christmas tree with paper ornaments and candy canes. So this guy is like, I looked him up. He's in a ton of articles just for like, he decorated his uh, Christmas tree with candy canes. Like this famous for it. In 1847, like the first one. But back then, candy canes were white. No, oh. not they didn't have the stripes like they usually do now. Can I can I ask a question? Are they are they red with white stripes or are they white with red stripes? They are white with red stripes. Oh, because they're usually white. Is that your fact? So candy, yeah, candy canes were big at this time, mostly for like medicine. They 
would use me- like this as like a, a lot of pharmacies at the time would also make candy because they use a lot of like peppermint and stuff and sugar and no medicines. Medicine used to be awesome, man. Like Coca yeah. Coca Cola was like a medicine drink and Dr Pepper. So that's how kind of you got the general idea that candy canes were somewhat associated with Christmas. But then you cut to 1920s. And like the early 1900s is when like the stripes started coming in. And the biggest one was the red and white stripes that we kind of see today. So in 1920, Bob McCormick used candy canes as a special treat for Christmas for friends and family. And he was a candy maker and they ended up just producing a candy cane empire and they in the 1950s they made a machine that would make a ton of the candy canes can, the candy cane and they, empire <laughs> i am emperor candy cane yeah this kind of pushed this out at this time and really no like no connection besides like this guy using this for his christmas tree and like kind of that legend it was around christmas time and this guy giving him out at to his friends and family at christmas and so you know because it's christmas we kind of have to make it like, well, why are these associated with Christmas? So people like came up with the candy cane as a religious symbol. The red represents bl- Jesus's blood. The white, Jesus's purity. And then like, you ever see like the candy canes with like the three fine lines in it? Mm-hmm. They supposed to represent the Holy Trinity. True. It's a J for Jesus. And like the hardness of the candy cane and texture represents the solid foundation of the church <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> i feel like i'm at, at like a low-grade church service right here it seems like they ran through everything they're like why does it look like a j this is for jesus why is it rock hard because of the rock hard foundation of christianity <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's like silly it's just over time i think people are just giving them at gifts and it just took off for christmas and now people hang them on the trees and all. And, but, like, you have to relate it to some reason. Like, why are we giving this out at Christmas time? Besides, that's when people want to eat peppermint. Can I give a side fact? Yeah. I don't like candy canes. You can burn in hell. If that cost me some votes this week, even, sorry. Even the fruit-flavored ones? Even those. Because they remind me of the other ones I don't like. I like this breeze. I used to not like candy canes. I've come around to them. It's like they take too long to eat, and then they feel like you have to have like a good like half an hour to eat it. Yeah. It really depends on the, the brand, I think. Yeah. Top five candy cane brands might go. I don't know any brands. <laughs> well, <laughs> Carry on. There's one, that guy who had the Empire. Oh, yeah, McCormick's, you know. He's one through five for me. You know, Every day I, I say, honey, could you grab me a McCormick? Jay, please. <laughs> and your your wife is just like, will you shut up? <laughs> In my house, but, we only call them Jays. Yeah. But that is the history of the candy cane in Christmas. Also, it's not unbreakable. So why would you say it, it represents the founda- the rock hard foundation? Like you could easily crush it. It's very brittle. Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah, they like, saying religion <laughs> is very brittle? And uh, I mean, when you apart. hold it up to scrutiny, it does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, now, <laughs> so it really does represent the church. You know what? I'm oh, back God. on board. <laughs> so, but my fact is called the Christmas candy, the candy cane. Thank you. The Christmas candy, <laughs> the candy cane. All right, good job. Should we say thank you at the end of our fact? <laughs> I do. We do now, ladies and gentlemen. Right. The candy cane. I think Pat, you, you're you're next one up. 
Uh, Mike, I know that you did not want us to have like specifically Christmas themed facts, but no, here we go. I never said anything uh, about this at all. No, when I brought up the idea of like, hey, do you want to do Christmas facts? And Mike said, "Bah humbug." Yeah, I don't. That's not in my, uh, you know, dictionary of words. A state, but sure. We're actually recording this on Christmas morning. Instead of being yeah, home Mike with our families, us- Mike is forcing us to record No, this my podcast. family's actually over in the corner right in front of me waiting for me to finish this so we could open presents. A lot of people in the corner <laughs> waiting for Mike to finish. And it's also, if you didn't realize, the fact off has time travel capabilities because this will come out before Christmas. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, Pat. Way to uh, shatter the fourth wall. Sorry, guys. All right, let me bring it back with my fact. So, keeping with the Christmas theme, uh, has anybody ever heard of uh, Jim Gaffigan? Yes. Saw him at the Stu stand-up like two, three weeks ago. So, he's hilarious, and he could he could explain this much funnier than I will. So, I'm just going to give you the, the short uh, extent of it. But in his uh, latest uh, special, he went to Spain, and he learned a little bit about their culture. And in Catalonia, they have something called Tio de Nadal. Have you ever heard of this? No. So, it stands for Christmas Log. Which is pretty nice. So every year, starting on December 8th, the Immaculate Conception Day, um, families get a little log. And uh, in modern times, they have like a little like happy face drawn on it. And they put it like in front of the fire. They put a, uh, a blanket on it. And for all the days leading up till Christmas, it is the children's job to feed the log and take care of it and be really nice to it. So it's like a nice little like... You know, be good. You know the, you know the log so you is either watching. Have the pet what's rock this like, uh, or the pet stick? What's that, Ben and Snippy, when they have log? Yeah, it's log. It's log. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. It's log. Yeah. It's log. It's better than bed. It's good. Anyway, so they have this log and they're nice to it for weeks until Christmas, and then on Christmas or Christmas Eve, what they do is they go to the log, and they some they used to like put part of it in the fire. But now that modern day, you know, not a lot of people have fireplaces. So what the kids do is they stick it in the microwave. <laughs> no, they okay. beat they beat the log, and they yell at the log to poop out gifts. And okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I, I like the term beating a log, but they're they're beating the log, and they okay. they sing a song, and the song is saying poop out gifts. Uh, I have like the. Rough translation of the song. Um, <laughs> it's not even English. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's, so this takes place in You're Spain. Just translating this however you feel. No, this is translated according to the reputable source Wikipedia. Nice. I edited that this morning, actually. <laughs> yep. So it says like poop, tio, which is what they call it. It's called cagatio. So it's poop, tio, hazelnuts and nougats. Do not poop herrings. They are too salty. Poop nougats. They taste better. Poop, tio, almonds and nougats. And if you don't want to poop, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop to you. Really? Yes. So then the kids leave the room, and they go in. Uh, traditionally, they used to go pray in another room. And when they would come back, there would be candy all over the floor waiting for them to share with everybody. So the yeah, log nice. is literally pooping out candy. The log the poops out candy. And uh, someone did a bunch of research. Uh, I read a whole NPR article where they tried to, to figure out. To see if they actually did poop or not. Yes. <laughs> they did like a, they put a hidden camera up in the corner. <laughs> they beat the crap out of that log. So how 
They How big are these logs? They're pretty big. It says about 30 centimeters or 12 inches. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's really cute. It's actually like, a, it would be a, like a cool like little thing to have in your house. It's like a little smiley face log. You put a blanket on it, you take care of it. Then you beat the shit out of it. And it poops <laughs> out candy. And so someone did some research about it's like, it. It's like having a kid. <laughs> then you beat the crap out of it. <laughs> anyway, um, as the one of us who has kids, you probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, he, has, he has more uh, calls. And the end of fact, they researched it to figure out like where this came from. And it's one of those traditions where no one knows. It's just so old. Like, it's just one of those things like no one knows why we do it, but we all do it. And is it any stranger than any of the other like no. traditions like we have here? Like, so they do I, the. I like it better than Elf on the Shelf. And I only heard about Elf on the Shelf like three years ago. I didn't know that was a thing. Ooh, Elf on the Shelf. We did that with my nieces and nephew last night blew their mind they had no idea how the elf got there it was wild my niece is 12 and she was like she was like i was just in here and no one else came in here. wait so when in the you should have done elf on the shelf because i have no clue when that started because i just heard about it recently <laughs> don't tell us what facts to do if you yeah, want to do it, you do it I will. <laughs> my fact about a log that poops uh candy is much better than the elf on the shelf i 100 percent agree yeah, like so if anyway. the elf on the shelf, if you beat that elf and it pooped out candy, then it'll be better. But you can't beat that elf. That's true. We can start it's no thing. stranger than hanging sugar sticks on a tree inside your house. Well, just so putting a live uh, tree in your house that like sheds needles everywhere, I think that's pretty strange. Yeah. Yeah, I almost did the Christmas tree, and I decided not to. I got a real one. Ooh. Wow. Oh, what's the name of your fact, Pat? Cagatillo. Sounds like a survivor tribe name. It really does. Then you forget about him and you never hear him again. Yep. Okay, Mikey, what's your fact? All right. Let's take a journey back to 1924. It was a... <gasps> the year I was born. Diddle, hey, close. Diddle. But it, it was a time in American history. Uh, they call it the Roaring Twenties. It was pretty wild. Um, Great like- Gatsby book was written. More like the boring twenties. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, More like the boring twenties. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to beat Alex to it. Yeah, the book was pretty boring, honestly. It did not make me want to go back to the twenties, I'll say that. Really? Well, I read it in high school or middle school, and maybe with perspective, maybe my mind would be changed. My perspective that. is that movie cannot be made that book cannot be made into a good movie. There's, like, not much of a story there. What, The Great Gatsby? They just made it into a movie. And it wasn't that good. I liked it. I think I think it peters out towards the end. It's like a... I think you peter out towards the end. Like, damn, oh. I, have you heard listen to any of my facts? <laughs> yeah. Well, Go ahead, Mike. Right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I carry on. So, in 1924, a Hollywood theater had a genius marketing stunt. Ooh. They had a ex-sailor... Ex boxer, ex steel worker, and ex stuntman named Alvin Shipwreck Kelly. Okay. Sit up on top of a pole for 13 hours and 13 minutes to promote <gasps> like a movie. Yeah, what was the movie? Alvin I didn't say. and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. So his nickname, Shipwreck Kelly, is like kind of like dubious claims of him surviving the Titanic, but. 
many people say he probably wasn't even on the Titanic anyways. But this Haters. kicked off like a crazy phenomenon throughout the whole country. And just people just started pulsating everywhere. Like kids, like ladies, like uh, all, all sorts of people just started like just randomly climbing up on top of poles and sitting. Is this the original planking? Yeah, exactly. This is kind of like the 1920s version of planking. And it spread like like wildfire throughout the country. Like Shipwreck Kelly was like the most well-known guy who did it. Um, but he like traveled throughout this from state to state pretty much doing this. this is kind of like a traveling show. And he uh, toured the country uh, with crowds as large as 20,000 people. And, uh, to sit on a pole? <laughs> to sit on a pole, yeah. It, it's just mind-boggling That's some nice that pole people would come out and watch this. <laughs> like, would you go and just watch somebody sit on a pole for 13 think, hours? Uh, there's a billion-dollar industry where people sit on poles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but, like, I was thinking, like, how how in the world is he, like, going to the bathroom and eating and all of that, like it just seems like uh, part of the show. <laughs> part of the show. I I did l- look that up, and they said that he would run a hose down the side of the pole, and I guess he would turn around. I don't know how you would hide this, but he was like two hundred and something feet up off the ground, so it, you probably couldn't see anything, anyways. But yeah, he would just pee down, <laughs> pee down the little little tube that goes went into the ground. How big was the pole? It was like a like a telephone pole type of thing, like a flagpole. And you would just like hold on to it for. No, he'd put like a seat on the very top. No, oh, I could do that. Yeah, I could like a seat. padded seat. And then when he'd fall asleep, he'd like put his thumbs into like a. He'd put some holes in the seat, and he'd put his thumbs in there to keep himself from like falling over in the middle of the night. Was he they said sometimes in? he'd stay up like four days straight, like not sleep for four days, and just be like alert up there on the pole. But they would like haul them up like mostly liquids because you probably wouldn't want to eat solids up there because then you'd have to poop and you probably wouldn't want to poop up on top of the pole for four days you'd not yeah. poop like well he was eating liquids so if you're just drinking liquids i assume all you'd have to do is pee right yeah but if you're up there was he's gonna hurt you pooping he's not gonna hurt you people at the bottom yeah <laughs> yeah Poop. I guess when everybody went to sleep, he could probably just like sneak down and go to poop and then climb back up. I imagine what? there's got to be some shenanigans going on there, right? Like he's sneaking down. Of... I don't think so. Why did both of your facts have the word poop in them? I don't know. I, I didn't... You asked about the poop. I said he just drank drank fluids and peed. Um, but this all culminated for him with a 49-day sit on a 225-foot pole in Atlantic, Atlantic City. Nice. Oh, right in our backyard. I just can't imagine like sitting on a pole for 49 days straight. I can't um, imagine sitting on my couch for 49 days straight, and I've done it. <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic, I think we <laughs> yeah. all sat on our couch. Yeah, this guy's for... less impressive now that we all sat around for <laughs> a month. But yeah, he had some like notable people that like were his competition. There was a guy named Richard Dixie Blandy. They oh, all had like God. weird like nickname names in the middle. But he was struck by lightning uh, several times, and he famously what? drank ninety two bottles of whiskey and smoked uh, three packs life? of cigarettes a day on top of there. Jeez, he lasted one hundred and twenty five days on top 
of a 200-foot pole. Oh, so he won. He's better. He's better. Do your um, fact about but him. But he wasn't as popular as Shipwreck If you're going to tell me to do my fact about something else, do your fact about that guy. <laughs> I yeah. should have. Um, but <laughs> for some reason, Shipwreck Kelly was the most popular guy. Not anymore. No, there was a... Uh, I think a lady did it. Like, she, uh, Bobby Mack, she did three weeks. You're um, thinking of Miss Mary Mack. <laughs> no. With silver Bobby buttons Mack. all down her back? Yep. <laughs> and then, this is, I like this nickname, Joe Hold'em Powers. He sat for 16 days until a storm knocked him off the pole and he smacked his face into the side of it, losing <sighs> six teeth. And then... Bill Penfield braved pole okay. sitting for 40, 51 days in okay. Strawberry Point, Iowa. So nice. I was gonna he say seems like the most generic guy. Like, oh, my dad uh, went up there and sat for fifty one days. <laughs> I was gonna say the one guy. You know, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sitting on sitting on top of a pole for forty days, fifty days is better than sleeping on the couch. Yeah, that's probably what he was doing. Yeah, so the, the fad completely died off like almost overnight with the Great Depression. So people didn't want to spend money to see these guys and didn't want to go out and like uh, it, it just as soon as the Great Depression hit, this whole fad died. It was just over with. People didn't want to have fun. No, people stopped wanting to have fun. Like my idea of fun is watching a guy sitting on a pole. That's my idea of fun. Like I can't think of anything better than watching a guy sit on a pole for what are you doing in there days straight <laughs> no, 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 i'm not watching a guy on a pole <laughs> don't what's clip the name that. Of your, don't clip that audio what's the name of your fact mike no no i i still have uh, a, a a little tidbit here so i thought it was weird that uh this happened in the 1920s and i found out that this actually goes all the way back to the byzantine empire so okay in the year 423, Simeon Stylites of Syria climbed a yeah. pillar and and stayed up there for 37 years. What? Nah. That's yeah. I call so it used baloney. to be called pillar sitting back in the day or column sitting. And he sat he, up on a column for 37 years. He definitely died up there. And he did. <laughs> like, How'd you know? He died up there. <laughs> yeah. He probably died like after a year. And they're like, he's still up there. <laughs> but I guess it was their way of getting sainthood, or it was a way to get sainthood back then. So um, people would do crazy things. You want to become sainthood. a saint to sit on that column. <laughs> yeah, the saint of column sitting. So, yeah, that's my fact. Um, my fact is called pole sitting. Okay, pole sitting. Christmas pole sitting, because it's just to tie it into the Christmas theme? No. No. North pole sitting? Okay. No. So that's all three of our facts. We have mine, the Christmas candy, the candy cane. We have Cagotillo, past fact, and pole sitting, Mike's fact. Go over to factoffpodcast.com and vote for your favorite. And Pat, you want to roll the dice for next week's Let's episode? roll the dice. Ooh, I rolled a five. <gasps> Ooh, that's people. <laughs> I don't want to talk about people well, next week. You were so we quick with to? that. That's usually you don't have a have it ready I've to go. Been, we took last week off, so I've been like hunkering down and getting better at my craft. Yeah, he memorized the whole list of one through six. Well, he has his kids run in the room and just yell, shout out any number between one and six, and has to yell back what uh, it is. Real quick, what's number three? 
don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He hasn't memorized them. And then they culture. His life is full of lies. It's your job. I don't need to remember this. All right. But like I saw, and if you want to leave us a review at applepodcast.com, five stars. Or if you want to leave us more, go to Apple's headquarters and tell them to give us more than five stars. Alex, I actually uh, heard that you can review podcasts on Spotify now. Hey. <gasps> So yeah, give us a five star review on Spotify. I if heard they Spotify can. has seven stars. What? Okay, go leave us a seven star review on Spotify, and if they you want to do more, go to the headquarters and demand that they give us more stars. Um, also, like us and follow us on all the social medias besides TikTok, right one, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the all the hip sites that the kids are on these days at Fact Off Pod. Now that's all I have. You guys have a good day. Have a good night. Farewell.